0: Welcome to the Mountain Nerds. My name is Caleb, and this week's guest is Brandon Hollingsworth from Brainy Pixel. How are you doing, Brandon? I am doing great. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for uh, thank you for agreeing to come do the show with us. Uh, excited to have you. Excited to get to talk to you about our subject for tonight, which is animation. Uh, Brandon, tell us a little bit about uh, the company
1: you're with. Okay, awesome. And uh, thanks for having me on this evening. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to the possibility of coming on again, maybe in the future. I got lots of stuff to talk about, but uh, (laughs) so uh, Brandy Pixel Productions um, is a small uh, Christian animation company. Uh, We're based out of uh, North Alabama, just south of Decatur, um, if you know where uh, that is on a map. And um, our primary focus is is trying to create awesome animation um, and other items as well, like excellent Mm -hmm. books. Uh, comics uh, we're essentially our production company and but mm-hmm. everything that we produce, we want it to glorify God so awesome awesome and that and that's really cool to get in that field and get to do
0: that you know um to use those talents like i, said, I we were talking before the show start started, and uh i we were just talking about how i, I got a degree in media mm-hmm. and I've done nothing with it, and I'm starting okay. to do these podcasts now, which you know it's kind of coming handy, and I'm getting to do what I'm doing for the glory of God as well. So Mm -hmm. it's cool how God takes those things and takes those abilities that we have. And, uh, you know, we get to use those skills that we've mastered over the years uh, to get to bring glory
1: to his kingdom. So that's that's really cool. But you don't Uh, always get to use them right out of the gate. You know, sometimes you have to wait a while, be patient, you know, and be obedient. And then he opens up a door so you can walk through it and use it to glorify the kingdom. Absolutely, it's been uh, almost six years for me. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a lot longer for me. I won't tell you how long by the gray whispers in my beard. To figure it out. So, oh, mine are starting. I noticed I was kind of
0: going through going through my hair the other day. I was like, uh oh, what's the, don't, don't start
1: counting them. That that road leads to madness, my friend. Oh,
0: it, it's it's coming. I know it's coming. For now, I still have the for now I still have the reddish brown beard. So, yeah. but it's uh. It's looking it's, sharp it's, looks good it's coming my way i feel it <laughs> so yeah tell us a little bit about um, kind of some some uh, you know whatever projects you can tell us about that you're kind sure. of working on and Absolutely. stuff you've worked on in the past
1: and uh what what can we see from you guys all right well those are those are two great big stories caleb so we'll, we'll take the first one first so currently i'm
0: buckling <laughs> in my seat
1: <laughs> yeah you're gonna need it um <laughs> like i said we may need more than one episode but um uh, for we'll focus like on brainy pixel for now. So, um, Michael and I, Michael Tonus is my business partner and we started the company about 10 years ago. He, um, um, prior to that, uh, we had gotten, we'd actually met at a small animation studio, not far from, from where we're currently at. Um, that was started by a guy who had kind of had a passion project. He had gotten some funding from some real estate folks and, um, he had gotten started up and was, uh, you know, had gotten models created and, you mm-hmm. know, Had some scripts written and was working on a few things, and I actually got—I actually found out about this from a fellow at church who found out that I was a writer. Mm -hmm. So, kind of like you with your media degree, I went to school for love, not money, Um, and I got an English degree, which uh, didn't do me a whole lot of good. So, um, gotta love those degrees, (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But um, so I was—I was—I was a a writer on on the side. Mm -hmm. I was doing a day job, but I was a writer on the side. And uh, a guy at my church said, "Hey." I read some of your stuff come to the studio um i want to introduce you to the guys that are making this animation and i was like what someone's making an animation in alabama yes count me in (laughs) um and so i went down got uh got involved and uh, just did some freelance work for them but i met michael who was the animation director supervising animation director there uh who was managing about 12 animators um, and so we helped with that project and we got it uh, out the door. We created a little direct to DVD show. Um, sadly, right after that, the economy tank with a real estate bubble popping. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that kind of, that kind of dissolved, but Michael and I remained friends. So we still kept uh touch base with each other regularly. And so a, a couple of years after that, he called me up and said, Hey, Brandon, have you heard of this thing called YouTube? And I said, well, no, not really. And he said, well, I've got a show uh, or a series rather on YouTube a channel mm-hmm. And it's really blowing up and I need some help managing it. So would you come help me? And I said, yeah, sure. So we started a little company called Brainy Pixel. Uh, Michael had created a channel that's uh, still out there today. I think right now we're sitting at 675,000 subscribers. So just under a million. And it's called How to Draw and Paint. And it's just very, very simple. How to teach young Mm -hmm. people how to draw and how to paint. Very, 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 very simple stuff. Yeah. But it had gotten a lot of traction. And so um, it was, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was doing well. So I came on board, helped Michael, and then we, you know, started thinking about. We're both creative, and we both, you know, like the animation world. And so let's let's make something. And so uh, we came up with a little idea for a very simple 3D program that we could, I uh, rather not a program, but a 3D show that we could use in that we could use Blender to create. Mm-hmm. And for those that aren't familiar with the animation space, Blender is some free 3D software that you can go download and, and use. It's known the world over. Um, but it's open source, so you can use it for free. So we utilized blender and created a little show called the pick train. So like you take a picture, uh, and it's a train mm-hmm. and it was just very, very simple animation. Uh, very simple, really, uh, how, really how to, how to, you know, what are your colors, how to count, you know, what are your letters? So very early childhood education mm-hmm. and that did really well. Um, and even got the attention of TBN or the Trinity Broadcast Network, which is the largest Christian uh, network on the planet. And so they licensed it from us. And so we really enjoyed that experience. And so they said, hey, let's go make some more shows. So um, since then, we've been trying to create more shows and we've got a feature film project that's in the works. Oh, wow. And uh, that's one I can't talk a whole lot about, but I can kind of talk oh. spoilers. <laughs> but we've got, a, we've got a feature film project in the works, and that one has gotten the attention of some folks in the Christian industry and outside of the Christian industry as well. Mm-hmm. And um, currently, mm-hmm. what we're uh, focusing on, uh, at least publicly, is our, a couple of three shows that are on our website, uh, which is brainypixel.com. Um, and you can go, and we've essentially got what we call pitch pages out there. Um, Mm -hmm. One of them is called Cubekins, which is a kind of four to seven year old uh, Christian, very, very what we call faith narrow. So it's very overt Christian show. Um, And it's uh, this kind of cute little world where everyone's a cube or a cuboid. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. This is pretty (laughs) neat. uh, Really bright colors, you know, very, very vibrant. Um, And the original kind of conception of that was like VeggieTales set in Mayberry. Is Mm -hmm. kind of what we wanted. So, We didn't want any, you know, apocalyptic doom hanging over the town. We just wanted really simple problems like, you know, back on the the Andy Griffith show where Mm -hmm. your worst problem was somebody stole Aunt Bee's pie and how we gonna do that. So really simple problems, (laughs) simple, you know, uh, wholesome kind of feeling. And so we're working on Cubicans currently. Um, We're actually, we're getting really close to um, having a pilot done We are. Self producing a 22 minute pilot of that mm-hmm. show, um, in an attempt to hopefully get some eyeballs on it, um, that can show you know what we can do and uh bring in some production funding so we can fund you know a, a series of, of shows for yeah. streaming and TV.
0: Now, this is really cool. It kind of this is kind of where my mind goes when I first see this. It kind of reminds me of like um Legos meets Fall Guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, like <laughs> yeah, the little, because the little bean, little looking yeah. guys. I don't know if you're familiar with Fall Guys, but yeah, that definitely works. It Absolutely. kind of, that, that's kind of what, you know, my mind has like a little Lego kind of. Uh-huh. It's really
1: cool looking. I mean, this is Thank this you. is really sweet. Um, you. If you get a chance uh, for the listeners out there, go to the website and check it out. It's CubeKings. Oh, street. yeah. Be sure and scroll all the way down the bottom of the page because we've got some really cool production videos out there um, that are all about how we make the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're using motion capture and face capture to actually create the the raw animation passes for the show. And we're utilizing the Unreal Game Engine, which a lot of people don't even know you can use for film or animation, right? Yeah,
0: I didn't know that.
1: I and, didn't know that. That's and it's really cool. a really low entry, cheap way to get some awesome animation software um, because the Unreal Game Engine is free. Mm-hmm. So you can utilize that. Um, you can utilize a lot of stuff that's already out um, that you can purchase from the Unreal Game Engine market, or you can buy pretty cheaply, uh, or even for free. And you can spin up a show. You know, if you have the, you know, if you have, if you got a good idea and you got some talent, you can spin up a show with a really not a lot of effort.
0: So yeah, oh, this is really cool. I'm I'm just kind of scrolling through and looking at some of you guys' other projects. I'm going to yeah. be sure to post this in the show notes, so you guys definitely go and check this out. This is some really, I mean, like some high quality stuff that I'm looking at right here. I mean, it's,
1: it's really cool looking right now. I'm on the page. Can you tell me a little bit more about divine nine? Yeah, absolutely. So divine nine, uh, actually kind of has a funny story behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, Michael and I were having dinner one night. Um, and we were just talking about other show concepts. So, um, that we wanted to try and, you know, kind of dream up and potentially produce. And so, um, one of the suggestions was, is, you know, let's make a show kind of like X or kind of like Y. And so Ben 10 was mentioned mm-hmm. and, um, I'm a bit, as you'll learn, the more you get to know me, I'm a bit of a creative cyclone. So you can't really wind me up and not expect me to kind of turn into <laughs> a tornado. And so that night, uh, I actually stayed up almost all night and created the, the original pitch for the show It's about 24 pages long. Um, which is essentially like a Christian Ben 10. It's, uh, kind of what we're calling right now ben 10 meets avatar the last airbender and that's what
0: it's kind of looking like here i'm looking it yeah actually it just says it right here <laughs> in a nutshell ben 10 meets yeah avatar, so.
1: absolutely And so the, <laughs> the idea for that show is you've got uh, our two main characters demi and davy um who something happens to their parents in the first episode we won't tell you exactly what but you have to go watch it yeah exactly once it's made you gotta yeah. go watch it it's not made yet but um but something happens to their parents and they discover these ancient seals, and these seals contain some sort of spiritual power. Mm-hmm. And um uh that those powers um become known as the divine nine. And so um it's a pretty, pretty cool little take. It's all based on scripture. Um, it's uh it's all based on the Bible, and so we love mm-hmm. to take the um those spiritual elements in the Bible that maybe don't get a lot of attention. And we like to expand on those and kind of dream what would happen if, so we like to ask that question, you know, what would happen if you look at things this way through this mm-hmm. way? or what would happen? You know, if you read in between the lines, you know, and so that's uh, kind of what led to divine nine and that shows for a little bit older kids. It's not for the kind of four to seven year olds that Cubicans can mm-hmm. And that's on purpose. We, um, since we're pitching to lots of different people, uh, one of the things that's really, really smart uh, if you are pitching shows or concepts is you don't want to be a one-trick pony. You want to definitely, you want to be able to, if you if you pitch A and the person says, well, that's really not my you know ball of wax. I'm not really interested in kids' shows. Um, they are always going to ask, what else do you have? Mm-hmm. So we want to have essentially a portfolio of things that cover the demographics that we want to target uh, and we want to have a show pretty much ready to pitch um, from the get go for any age range um, of the folks that we're pitching to. Mm-hmm. And you actually sent me something as well, just to kind of read
0: over, which was really neat. It's a comic book series you guys are you guys have. Um, is that currently out right now, or is that still kind of in a, a production kind of phase on
1: getting everything together with it? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, that that comic is called Tenant's Tales. Uh nothing to do with the recent movie Tenet. Um I actually was <laughs> I actually was working on this series uh about fifteen years ago. So I've got uh I've got them beat in Hollywood with this name. So it's mine. <laughs> but uh so Tenet's Tales actually started um, like I said, about fifteen years ago. And it is a series, it's a story, again, based on the Bible and based on scripture. And um it's based about a, a fallen angel essentially who decides that you know what, my choice to follow Lucifer stinks. I really don't like the way this, you know, I chose to follow him and I really don't like the way this wound up. So I'm going to do something different. And so he decides to um, help humankind instead of Mm -hmm. torment them or, you know, what have you. And so now he's essentially outcast from heaven. He's hated by hell, uh, but he's doing all he can to help mankind. Uh, And I've actually written several uh, short novellas about tenant that are out on Amazon. Um, But, Um, that whole universe it's actually a massive it's kind of analogous to the mcu the marvel cinematic universe in terms Mm -hmm. of scope and size uh, because i've been developing it for a decade and a half um uh, that whole universe actually was kind of brought in to brainy pixel um just recently and so we've released um the first of a a series of comics uh and those that was on it's on sale right now on our website you can get that there and it's pay what you want so uh, it's a short comic, but it was a little kind of a foray into the world, Have mm-hmm. kind of a little teaser to give you a taste of what to expect, but there are more coming. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to put this as well, and we'll put a link yeah. that way
0: if our, our listeners want to go check it out, please do, because this is, I, I read a little bit of it. It's pretty cool. Cool. Thank it's you. a really cool story. Um, there's also another, uh, you guys kind of have like a little space mm-hmm. kind of show as well. You want to talk more about that one?
1: absolutely so that one's called fourth world four and uh, the the story behind that is it's kind of like um, um a fantastic four meets star trek or star trek voyager um and it's a series uh it's going to be an episodic series and it's it's far-flung outer space uh four scientists um or are, are actually uh, working above a mars colony this is you know far-flung future uh futuristic earth so mm-hmm. we've already terraformed mars and we've got scientists there and there's four scientists that are circling mars and something strange happens some sort of cosmic accident occurs and flings them to the far side of the galaxy uh and changes them so they start out as human but they Mm -hmm. transform pretty dramatically uh towards the uh the end of the journey and um this again was just another attempt to have another type of show depending on who we're pitching to and so this one is you know this one's a little older than Divine Nine, but not mm-hmm. quite as old as Tenet's Tales. So it's kind of that middle, that middle range, you know, I would say probably eleven to you know, fourteen or yep. so. Those the uh, kids that are out there playing video games and really enjoying that. And all the graphics and all the um the action in this show is going to be very similar to that kind of video game mm-hmm. uh, mindset. So it's it's tailored to meet that kind of desire for entertainment. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So
0: I, I just want to go back just for a minute and just can sure. you tell me about like what made you want to do this kind of stuff? What what got you started? Was there uh just something maybe when you were younger to just like, whoa, this this is a cool thing? Or just I know a lot of people like my brother, um, he's been drawing since he was yeah. young. I mean like super young. So tell us a little bit about
1: that. So I uh, actually, in the fifth grade, I'm um, going to go back way back to when dinosaurs ruled the earth. Here. <laughs> um, so in the fifth grade, I had a teacher and she asked everyone in the class to write a short story. And so just like everyone else, you know, I wrote the short story and had never written before uh, mm-hmm. you know, in that kind of creative vein. And uh, I wrote this little story called Friends are for Caring. I still have it in my closet. And um, uh, everybody in the class loved it. And my teacher loved it. And they made a big, you know, kind of deal about it. And they they said it was one of the best stories they'd ever read, and so I, at that moment I just knew I knew I, one day I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of hooked from that point on. I uh, just began consuming you know as much fiction and nonfiction as I could, mm-hmm. and and started writing my own little stories, keeping my own little notebooks like you know a lot of us do, uh, where we just tell our own little stories. And um, I guess I was just always a storyteller from 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 get go. Yeah. That's cool. And so, as I as I matured and grew up, I quickly learned that um, writing code pays a lot more than writing stories. (laughs) Uh, And I got married and started having kids, and so I had to go get a real job because you know nobody was buying my uh, you know my dime store novels. And so, moved into the IT industry um, where, uh, I worked at the university of Alabama, Birmingham for several years. I worked, uh, in, in, in Birmingham proper and lots of different, uh, organizations, Alabama power, Bradley Aaron Rosenwhite, which at that point was the largest law firm in Alabama. So as an it guy though, I wasn't doing Mm -hmm. really any writing, I was writing at night on nights, uh, at nights and on weekends. And, um, I, um, I got into a little something called role-playing games, which, uh, some people like, and some people don't, uh, but, oh yeah, uh, we I actually got, had a,
0: a role playing episode a, a few a few back with Ryan. Yeah. So that was pretty to, cool.
1: I listened to that. It was a great episode. Oh it, yeah. It was, it was excellent. I loved a lot of the points that you guys made. So for the listeners out there, if you hadn't caught it, go back and get it. Um, but I got really interested in role-playing games mm-hmm. and that in, in a similar vein, I was always the dungeon master. I was always the guy, you know, the creating the adventures mm-hmm. and telling the stories. And so it kind of scratched that storytelling itch. Um, and so I started, um, combining that love with kind of my IT world. And, mm-hmm. um, at that point, uh, HTML and the web was just becoming a thing. So I started teaching myself HTML for work to make myself more marketable. Mm-hmm. But then I, I discovered that I could marry my two loves. I could marry code and kind of storytelling with this programming language where I could pretty much make whatever I wanted on the web. Mm-hmm. And, And this is before the age of WordPress and content management systems. This is where all the coding you did was with notepad and you wrote all the code by hand, right? Mm -hmm. And so I created a little website dedicated to my favorite role-playing game, uh, something called Planescape. uh, If those uh, folks out there might know it, uh, released by Wizards of the Coast. And uh, I created a little uh, website called planewalker.com, which eventually became the official um, Planescape website for Wizards. Uh, oh wow! It got, it got tapped as the official Planescape website, and um, it's—I think it's still out there today. So it's not the same as it was, but uh, <laughs> I, I sold it off, and uh, some other folks are some other folks are running it now. But in its heyday, it had you know hundreds of thousands of folks on the website, and you know uh, thousands of members that were all contributing content to the site, and it really became a full-time, part-time job. You know, it was one of these things where I was constantly working on it twenty-four-seven um but it really began to kind of let me know that i could tell stories um that had an audience that could mm-hmm. find that could find an audience and i think really for me kind of woke me up to the power of the web and what the web could potentially do um i leveraged that into um writing for the uh the role playing game industry uh back mm-hmm. in the d20 boom um when uh wotc opened up or wizards of the coast rather uh, opened up all their rules via uh, an open rule set called d20 um, I won some contests writing some adventures and then started working part time, you know, on the side for several gaming companies. Mm-hmm. uh, worked for Bastion Press for a while and, um, uh, wound up getting in Dragon Magazine, uh, wound up, um, uh, doing some work for Green Ronin and uh, lots of the big mm-hmm. names in the role playing game industry. I wrote for a lot of those guys and, uh, then leveraged that into writing novels and, um, uh, co-authored a novel with a friend of mine uh, that was published by AMG up in Chattanooga, not too mm-hmm. far from, from you. Um, and it was a speculative Christian novel called mm-hmm. H- H2O. Mm-hmm. And um, and then just kind of, you know, still always nights and weekends, right? Always nights and weekends, yeah. always working on a project. Um, after that, I developed my own role-playing game. It was a card-based role-playing game called Untold. Uh, it was actually the world's first card-based role-playing game. Awesome, and uh, created cool. that from scratch, um, and uh, built a company around that, and sold it, took it to market, and sold it for several months until the economy tanked again. Uh, this time, you know, the the most recent one, uh, mm-hmm. years ago, and that kind of killed that company. So I still, uh, I still got all those assets and still own all that IP, so I can always pull that back up if I need. Oh yeah. To. And then from there, just continue to write on the side. uh, I started a little uh, uh, publishing imprint of my own called Four Fools Press. Um, And we published about 32 or three uh, novellas and short stories and novels uh, Mm -hmm. of various genres. Um, And a lot of my tenant's Tale stuff is actually published through uh, Four Fools Press. Um, And then I met Michael and then we started doing animation. So... Um I'm the kind of writer idea guy and the chief creative officer and the chief operations officer mm-hmm. and Michael's our animation guy and he has to make all the crazy ideas I come up with be pretty and awesome. <laughs> You're like, here's a here's a, a stack of papers go. <laughs> Absolute <produce> it. <laughs> yeah. it Doesn't work quite like that. Yeah. Figured- it, it's really weird when you have to you actually have to pitch to your business partner, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, I've got this great idea. And he's like, oh, what is it now? You know, uh, he's really good about it. But it was actually That's today awesome. we, were, we were talking about, um, we're working on a little demo um, a video game for Cubekens, actually. Mm-hmm. The Cubekens series. Because it's in the Unreal Game Engine, it's really kind of a no-brainer to say, why don't we also build a game using these same 3D assets? Yeah. And so we, we're currently working on that, again, kind of as a, a proof of concept show what we can do. And, uh, and so I was, this afternoon, I was pitching ideas to him for the video game. So, uh, it was, it was pretty funny. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so great. That's so cool to hear. I I like writing too. I've done a lot of, uh, I do more of like the film Uh side of writing. Uh, yeah. yeah, Uh, it's been, it's been a while since I've, I've touched it, but I've written several screenplays that I probably will never do anything with. Maybe (laughs) one day, maybe one day, who knows?
1: Uh, I I encourage you like I encourage everybody uh, that I meet who's creative to, to produce a product, right? You know, take your passion and transform it into a product because that product, even if it doesn't sell, but five copies, right. Mm -hmm. It's going to, is going to vault you to the next level. So it's going to inspire you to write the next book or the next novel, the next comic, the next screenplay. And it's going to, in every, everything you do like that, you're going to gain a little bit of confidence. You're going to gain a little bit of experience. You're going to gain a little bit of wisdom about what works, what doesn't work, what your process is, you know, um, what's the best tool to use for that particular application. Mm-hmm. So there's so much benefit in completing something and getting it out oh, there. Yeah. Even if it's not a monetary gain, it's a, I think it's a spiritual benefit because oh, yeah. we're, I think we're meant to be creators, you know, just like our father is in heaven is a creator yeah. and we're meant to create. And so whatever your passion is, I always try to encourage people to don't let it sit on your hard drive, finish it. Get yeah. it out there so the world can see it, even if it's just, you know, you put it on Facebook and get, you know, get some feedback or, or something like that, mm-hmm. because it's going to propel you to that next level. Awesome, man. Well, that's that's some that's some great encouragement. Yeah. Um,
0: so kind of tell us a little bit about um, what do you uh, and I know we we kind of touched on this a little bit here and there, but give us kind of the the meat on why do you like doing what you do? You mm-hmm. go to work every day. What puts that smile on your face and you're just the, you know, just passion. I mean, obviously it's a passion for you, but
1: kind of, uh, I want to, I just kind of want to take a moment and dive a little bit more into that. Sure. Sure. Um, so for, for me, this is the, this, this, has been the weirdest year of my life because you know, everything that's going on in our world in 2020 is really not any fun at all. Right. Yeah. So, but for me personally and me spiritually, and me in terms of like my satisfaction in my work, it's been the best year of my life. So it's this really weird dichotomy between going, yes, I get to get up and go right today. You know, and as it's, and it's, I get to go right today, it's not, it's never, I have to go right today. Yeah. And it's because for, you know, 30 years I worked in job, a job or a job that I was, I was blessed to have. Don't get me wrong. I was glad I had those jobs God provided for my family through those, through those jobs and through those professions, but, but I've been blessed this year to, to do what I was built to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just, in my bones, I I know that what I'm doing is what God made me to do. And it, there is no feeling like it, Caleb. I mean, I can't mm-hmm. liken it to anything else that has ever happened in my near half a century of life. Yeah. There's nothing like it. It's amazing. It's like, Every morning I get up and I got a, you know, I, I'm charged with a live wire and I can't wait to open my laptop. You know, I can't wait to interact with people to talk about what we're doing. And, and I think it's more than just that I get to go write every day. I think it's that I get to go write a, about my savior every day. I get to go yeah. write about the truth that's in his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really the thing. It's, it's not because I've had, I've had gigs in the past where I wrote for pay. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I wrote a novel, right? I got paid to go write that novel, but there were times when it was, it was work and it was tough and I didn't mm-hmm. really want to go do it. And this is different. And I, and the only thing that's different is that I'm doing, I'm doing work that glorifies God and that, makes, that makes my soul sing. Oh, and yeah. so, um, every single day, it's not hard to get up and go to work. It, mm-hmm. It's really not. Uh, I just, I just love it. So that's
0: awesome. man. when you find something that you love to do, you know, it, it feels good to get to go out and do it. I mean, I I love. My wife goes, man, you spend a lot of time podcasting. You spend a lot of time scheduling things. You spend a lot of time on mountain nerds. Uh-huh. I say it's because I love it. It's yeah. it's a passion. It's something that makes me really happy to do, yeah. and I have fun. And usually I'm super ADD, so I'm all over the place. You <laughs> most of the time I'm over here, over there, and right. this is something I'm like. She's like, wow, you're actually focusing. That's. <laughs> good
1: job (laughs) just like fantastic i was like well you know and i really think that that that's a little taste of what works Mm -hmm. gonna be like in heaven you know a lot of people um think that heaven's gonna be you know kind of like the cartoons where we're all just sitting on clouds you know playing harps but it's not i mean the bible clearly talks about you know we're gonna have stuff to do in heaven we're gonna have we're gonna have work you know yeah and God's not uh, God's not uh, against work. He's not anti-work. He's pro-work. He created mm-hmm. He created work in Genesis before He created marriage. You know, yeah. So, so work is a pre-fall creation. Um, now, now we fell in sin because of Adam and Eve's choices, and work became corrupted. And so now, generally, work stinks. But work's going to be redeemed. You know, just like heaven and earth will be redeemed, just like our bodies mm-hmm. will be redeemed and and transformed. And I think that, that when you find that thing that, that kind of answers that call, that God's mm-hmm. put on your heart, that's a little foretaste of what work's going to be like in heaven. I don't think there's going to be any drudgery jobs in heaven. I think whether, whatever your job is, whether it's scrubbing sidewalks or whether it's painting murals or dusting clouds or whatever it is, I think you're going to be perfectly made for that job. And it's just going to speak to every fiber of your being. Yeah, and and it makes me excited to go to heaven. Honestly,
0: yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I, I like that imagery. Um, so, is there uh, anything else that you'd like our listeners to know about Brainy Pixel or yourself or um, anything that you know uh, that's coming up that we need to be kind of on the lookout? Or?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Brainy Pixel has a ton of stuff on the go. Like I said, we've got uh, we've got the Cubekin show. We've got a pilot that is oh so close to releasing. Um, and, uh, one of the big things that we're doing right now is that we are looking for production partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, uh, you probably know this Caleb, cause you went to film school, but there's a big difference between, um, making a show and distributing a show or getting it seen, especially oh, yes. in the industry. <sighs> and so there's kind of two worlds and the one uh, world is production. Mm-hmm. And generally that's everything involved with making the show outside of pre-production. So pre-production is kind of all the initial drafting. You create whatever things are going to look and feel and sound and smell like. And then we move into production where we're actually doing that. We're making the stuff. Mm -hmm. So if it was live action, if we were Lord of the Rings, we're making armor. We're making swords. We're making the one ring. Mm -hmm. You know, we're looking for locations, all that stuff. Well, production is when we're actually shooting the film or we're actually laying in the animation and we're tweaking every frame. You know, we're talking about what our score is going to be like and that costs money. And so, you know, you have to pay people to do all that work. And that's, those are called production dollars. And so one of the things that Brandy Pixel is doing right now is we are actively looking for folks that are interested in investing in our company who are investing in maybe just one show and say, man, I just love that Kubekin's idea. That is the kind of stuff I want to help promote. I want to help grow. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and if there's uh, anybody out there that wants to, you know, commit some dollars to help grow a show that glorifies God and talks about scripture and going to church and praying like those are Mm -hmm. good things. Then uh, that's one of the things that we're really focused on doing right now is we're reaching out to those sorts of folks. Um, We've actually got some stuff in the works right now where we may actually be able to start accepting donations. So you could actually do like a donation to Brainy Pixel or to Cubekens as a tax write-off, you know, because it's like a charitable organization. So uh, so anybody that's interested in helping to fund production or that's interested in donating, um, we'd love for them to reach out to us uh, via our website and we've got forms on all the pages for all that. So this isn't anything new. We, we were, we're real open about this. Um, but it's really just, it's just real critical that Christians, especially, uh, if they want to see quality Christian content created, then I encourage all of your listeners to go out and support with their dollar, um, quality Christian entertainment. Mm-hmm because there's this weird cycle where everybody says, "Oh, I would watch Christian movies, but they all suck." You know, no, I hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the quality is low, the storytelling mm-hmm. is in the, you know, in the gutter, and it really doesn't it's it's all mamby pamby and so watered down and mm-hmm. you look at it looks like it was made in someone's garage and blah blah blah, right? Well, there's a reason for that. The reason for that is because when you go around the circle all the way 180 degrees, it's because Christians don't support Christian media yeah. with their dollar. And what happens is when we don't buy Christian media with our dollar, then the production and distribution companies, they feel that pinch, right? Because they're not making any money mm-hmm. and so then they lower their production budgets. And so what that happens is now when a Christian company goes to a production company and says, hey, we need some money to make this awesome show. They'll say that's great, but you can only have five bucks. That's our production budget. So do what you can with five bucks or whatever. You know, I'm making these numbers up, obviously. Yeah. But we are, but we're seeing that we're we're talking with lots of different companies right now. Some of the biggest names in Christian media, um, and we're we're consistently we're hearing this show needs to be made. The world needs this show. Christian kids need this entertainment, mm-hmm. but we can't fund it. Yeah, because you know, because the quality levels are too high, you know, and so it's a challenge for us as a company. And and so the, the fix for that challenge is number one, Christians have to start voting with their dollar, you know, and, and for quality entertainment, but then also somebody has to be brave and step up and create quality entertainment and possibly take a little financial risk in the, in the process. But we gotta, we gotta start reversing the cycle because the entertainment industry is becoming a purview for the enemy and we got to, we got to take it back. You
0: got to fight for it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. No, I agree Absolutely. with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Someone coming from that world, <laughs> you know, I was in that world yeah. and it's expensive. I mean, it, it costs. And, uh, if we can, uh, like you were saying, Brandon, put up the money just to, to, to help support that. And maybe, yeah. you know, that'll lead somebody to the, to the cross, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Who knows, Absolutely. you yep. know? Um, but that's awesome, man. I, uh, you know, I our listeners need to go definitely check out these things. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and just kind of wrap up the show here. Sure. Thank you for coming on. And could you tell us a little bit where to find
1: you uh social yeah. medias and stuff? Yes, absolutely. So uh our main website is brainypixel.com. So uh you can Google us. Um you can actually Google Christian Animation Studio and I think we'll be on the first page. So mm-hmm. uh, on Bing and on DuckDuckGo, we're number one there. So um, but uh, Brainypixel.com is our main website, and you can find all of our information there. Um, we don't just make movies, and we don't just make shows. We also do services, so we are a for-profit company, and we're more than happy to work on your video if you need to, or mm-hmm. help you create an animation. Um, we also, um, uh, I've also got um, the Four Fools Press. Uh, that's my little uh, uh, indie uh, imprint. So FourFoolsPress.com, you can find us there. And something I haven't mentioned yet, but I'll just kind of toss in here at the end, yeah. is uh, I'm about to be the anchor host for a new uh, Christian podcast mm-hmm. so called Creatively Christian. Um, that is a kind of sub uh, group under Theophany Media. So theophanymedia.com is the website there, and Creatively Christian is the podcast. And uh, maybe I'll, if everybody... Uh, um, upvotes this or love, likes it or loves it, maybe I can get Caleb to come on. Oh, and, uh, yes. <laughs> talk about what's it like to be a creative Christian in the industry. So That'd be cool, man. Yeah, we'd love to have you on. So, awesome. so those three spots are the best place to find us. And on our, uh, on our Brainy Pixel, we've got all the social media, so Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all the various and sundry ones that I can't remember, but I have to maintain. So they're all out. <laughs> social media is not my first love. I'd much rather be creating new stories about awesome monsters and awesome heroes
0: i'm so. with you man you don't know how long it took me to figure out there's a they were like oh yeah there's this thing called TikTok." i was like what's a
1: TikTok? Is that, yeah. what, that's the sound a clock makes right <laughs> I, I, I still don't i still trying to figure out how to how to work facebook you know that's got so many different uh-huh. it's just crazy but anyway
0: well my wife used uh she used instagram for the longest time she's like she's like oh you're gonna get instagram i was like i don't know how to use it. i don't even know what that is like, instagram well everybody's talking about instagram i'm sitting here so like, i guess i'll download it so i download it and i'm like so i take pictures with this thing is this how it works? my wife's like you're not that old yeah. <laughs> yes i may not be that old but i am that archaic yeah exactly i'm sitting here I'm with my glasses down kind of looking I'm like is this how this works
1: <laughs> would you we need this TikTok.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. That's awesome. But um, anyway, you could find us on our social medias as well. We are on Twitter at nerds mountain on Facebook at Mount nerds podcast and on Instagram, which I have learned how to work now <laughs> at mountain nerds pod. And you can also check us out occasionally streaming on Twitch, which I am super bad about doing, but I'm trying to do more as twitch.tv forward slash mountain nerds pod. Uh we thank you again. Brandon, thank you again for coming on. Uh send me all of that. I will stick it in our show notes for our listeners to go in, check out, click around, uh, see what projects you guys have. Uh definitely go check out the the tenants comic book. That is awesome. Like I said, he sent me like a little uh I guess it was just just
1: was that like just one the first one of the first volumes or yeah, that was like the first volume. It's just a little short, uh I think it's a seven page comic. Mm-hmm. Um, really short but it was just kind of a, a test to kind of see what folks would think because th- that particular comic it's it's not your mama's christian story it's got some monsters in it it was pretty of, cool <laughs> we, we pitched that as a christian hellboy so that's, yeah. kind of, that's kind of what you're looking for that you can go find tenant's tales
0: so. oh yeah so go check that out on their website it is awesome uh thanks again brandon for coming on and as always stay nerdy